This video is brought to you by the Ridge Wallet. It's light, sleek, industrial, and doesn't fold or awkwardly bulge in your back pocket, which frankly is quite a relief. The Ridge Wallet comes in over 30 colors and styles and holds up to 12 cards plus room for cash. The durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty, so you could buy this one wallet and carry it for the rest of your life. The Ridge team is so confident that you'll like it that they'll let you test drive it for 45 days. You can send it back for a full refund if you don't love it. Get 10% off today with free worldwide shipping and returns by going to ridge.com slash darkviperau and use code darkviperau. The link is in the description. YouTube's continued leniency towards swearing. YouTube policies suck. Honestly, there is the detractors for every social media website. As social media websites get larger, they have a you know financial incentive to create TOS that is appealing to advertisers while not being overly repressive to the content creators, right? Like YouTube recently made a change to make it more lenient on swearing in videos, which they, I, I believe they've done like consistently as in like they've, they've kind of no swearing, that a bit of swearing, that a bit more swearing. Now we have even a bit more swearing. Not any unlimited amount of swearing is okay. It's now just you can swear at a great and greater frequency and at different points where they said you couldn't before. Like in the first 30 seconds, you can swear just not certain words. I wonder if this has been brought about because of YouTube's losing ad revenue from the um, more child-friendly parts of YouTube. You know where they can't do targeted advertising for kids anymore? So maybe they're trying to... Uh, <laughs> Be, be more mature or something, or push the boundaries of what advertisers will accept or whatever. Yeah, certainly, uh, I'm pretty adamant in saying that the degree to which people swear these days uh, is higher than in the past. Or at least, certainly the degree to which they swear in media is substantially higher than it was in the past. Like, there was a time where no swearing on TV, for example. Like, I'm... I'm literally listening to an audiobook right now where they swear, just fluently. So, so the book is basically like they're in a digital world or whatever and their player feeds are being recorded and made into a TV show. And the person who does the editing or whatever, they're like, or the publisher, they're like, oh, yeah, um, we've got a bunch of complaints about, you know, you, how much you guys swear. And the character's like, what? People still care about fucking swearing in TV? That's fucking crazy. It's like, yeah, it, yeah, we should ignore these, it's fine. <laughs> um, and and because this this the world is set you know thirty years in the future or something. <laughs> YouTube kids is under fire recently in the U.S. government realm because the content outside of ads has become more geared towards direct product placement rather than having it through ads. YouTube is probably lowering the con the content restrictions against because content at some point for kids might be. Uh... Yeah, I guess that would happen, wouldn't it? Like these huge channels making this really easy to make content. I guess when they lose the ad revenue from YouTube, they would go into uh, making their own deals with uh, various different uh, child-friendly products or whatever. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I haven't heard about this before, but just thinking about that, yeah, it's, it's not like child channels are going to go quietly into the night, you know? They would do what they can to uh, get that revenue back. At this point, YouTube is kind of a shit show. YouTube is the best it's ever been. I feel as though sometimes people forget how things were and only focus on the negatives of what currently exists. More people are making a living on, on YouTube than ever before. Demonetizations are at an all-time low. Adpocalypses haven't happened in years. 
It's a. Uh, well, I suppose you could count the child thing, but that's not exactly YouTube, so. Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, YouTube could have proactively thought about these issues and uh, prevented that. So yeah, yeah, I guess that is a de one on uh, YouTube there. I'm just saying, this is definitely not the darkest timeline, is what I'm trying to say. Things were not better when people were making content for pens. The ability of publishers to crush fan remakes. Have they, have they, have they done that fan remake of Oblivion yet? Has that happened yet? I don't know how these people dedicate so much time to making fan remakes of games, knowing that like the nanosecond that the rights holders care, they can be like, oh, here's a piece of paper, stop that now. And they have to stop, it, it's, it's dumb. I mean, the way that they can stop it or whatever, like, you know, there needs to be more lenience when it comes to games. Like just after 10 years or something, people can, as long as it isn't for commercial purposes, they can do whatever they want. Remake whatever they want, distribute whatever they want. I mean, because it was, it was for commercial purposes, then like, you know, other companies could basically take the intellectual property or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, other companies probably wouldn't though. Because if they couldn't then own the intellectual property themselves, it wouldn't be worth their investment to do it. But for a fan, you know, they might be willing to do it. Yes, yeah, so maybe even for commercial purposes, fuck it. It's never gonna happen though. Abolish intellectual property, aye. Some intellectual property laws definitely should exist, but the exact formulation of those laws, I mean, depending upon who you talk to and their particular interests, you get very different answers, right? I mean, the purpose of intellectual property laws is to, to help inspire innovation and creation to greater protect and potentially guarantee that those who are making the investments to make something new will be able to uh, recoup their losses, whether it be from financial investment or time. Because yeah, as I've said before with intellectual property laws, right? If you spend 10 years and a million dollars to make some new product, and another company can just take your end results and produce that product uh, in competition with you, they're gonna win every time because they don't have to recoup that you know, million dollars in 10 years. They can just massively undercut you. And so uh, people's willingness to create anything would be far lower. People on Twitter not recognizing my Simpsons quotes. So I tweeted out, um, so how about that local sports team? And no one seemed to get the reference. It's a Simpsons reference. I can't remember that, the context exactly, but Mr. Burns is very happy as he's walking around the power plant. He's trying to be relatable to the people that he doesn't actually know. He's like, oh, hey, Mr. Brown Shoes. So how about that local sports team, eh? And whenever I think of um, fake relatability, I always think of that. When like there's a lull in a conversation, you just, you just say that line. But it only really helps if they know The Simpsons. It's awkward as fuck when someone makes a Simpsons quote and it's not uh, understood. I mean, Lewis did one last time and I felt so bad that I didn't, I didn't recognize it. The golden age of The Simpsons where like every episode is just perfectly quotable and amazing. What was it? Season four to eight. People aren't watching that shit these days. The wonky viewership of my chaos videos. It's weird, right? The chaos episodes, when they release, they get some of the fewest views of any video that I release. Like it will say on the back end, like, oh, this is your fifth best video that you've released. And I'm like, oh, it's like on a tra trajectory to do 100,000 views, but then always goes up way higher than that. I guess there's a lot of people who, uh, they skip over the video um, and come back to it. Like, oh, that's, it's two hours, you know, I'll save that for when I get home. Or 
I'll save that for going to bed tomorrow or something, you know? Because not everyone at the moment of release has the ability to watch a two-hour video, you know? I'm going to stop talking about other content creators so much. So, I have recently unfollowed, like, a bunch of large creators and uh, some YouTube channels that kind of give me, like, they would give me, like, daily clips and news about what's going on with large content creators. I think, uh, I discussed them too much. On occasion, interesting stuff can happen, don't get me wrong, but, like, my YouTube audience doesn't really know them, and it, it just, it came off weird in, in my mind. I always just treat it as news, but at the end of the day, they are people, and discussing other creators too much, I just, I just think it comes off as weird. I don't know. Because someone mentioned in the comments, like, I mentioned Ludwig a lot, and I was like, well, because it's news, but it was like, is it really news? At least whatever it is, it's not particularly relevant, so I'm gonna try to avoid that shit. Rockstar and Take-Two can't really be separated. Do I agree with Yen that Rockstar should separate from Take-Two? Didn't Take-Two buy Rockstar like 20 years ago? It was 2007. I, 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 I don't think that it is likely that Rockstar has a separate culture from Take-Two. I, I just don't. What do I say to my friends who say Rockstar is taking long on GTA 6 because they want to make it bigger than their previous games? He suggests that it takes six to eight years to make a big game. Oh, that's definitely not true. I mean, like, unless he's defining big, I mean, he can he can say that, of course. Because, like, it's, it's almost true by definition. If his definition of big game is one that takes six to eight years to make, then it's true by definition. You can't argue with that. But clearly, big games have been made, including very good games, in less than six years. It doesn't necessarily have to take that long, but it's always possible to make a game bigger and bigger and just keep adding onto it every year to the point where it takes six years. But I since but it, it's clearly the case that all of Rockstar's um, development and, and interest isn't just going into GTA 6, and hasn't been that way for the past you know eight years. They've clearly done other things. Red Dead Redemption 2, Red Dead Online, GT Online, so. One big mistake I made doing no damage runs. Honestly, I think one thing that has probably kept me from finishing this sooner is that I didn't complete every run that I did. Like, I think I was learning far more about what I need to dodge and issues that can arise when I was finishing every run. But it's hard to be like, oh, you know, I'm just four hours from the end. I'll just commit myself to, just for the sake of practice, doing the next four hours. Including all the missions where there is no chance of death. It just, it just doesn't work for me, you know. But I certainly would have found out about uh, some of the later issues that I had to experience that actually killed runs had I just did a bit more practice. Practice is so important in challenge runs and speed runs and whatnot, but you just, you just don't want to do it. You know, you just want to win. Practicing is planning for the future. It's preventing you from winning right now to succeed, to succeed later. How many deaths were in the first Doko run? Like 192. Because it was more just me trying to get through the game without, um, like, while having one HP. Snapping at viewers when I'm sleep deprived. I'm, I'm still, I still have that little bit of ache that says that my body fully isn't uh, rested because my sleeping pattern's still stu stuffed, but I have enough energy that I can uh, do a solid stream without being a dick to you guys. The guilt I feel when I stream and I snap at people, oh, I hate it so much. 
like yesterday when I had an issue with uh, G-Force experience, pressing O to R, bringing up something on the side of the screen, and then turning off the thing so it wouldn't do that, caused there to be a permanent black mark in the top hand corner of the screen, whatever. And, and someone's in chat's like, oh, old R is to turn that thing on and off. And I'm like, well, obviously, because I've just been doing that for the past five minutes. But the person was just trying to help, you know? No reason to snap at him. But uh, when I'm sleep deprived, oh boy, I will I snap at stupid statements, you know? Even if they're done with the desire to be helpful, you know? And that's just rude, you know? Don't feel bad, ah, you know. I don't consider myself a toxic person, but there are certainly states of mind that I can be in that make me more toxic. Or um, things that people do that can bring out that kind of response in me. The change in Twitch culture over the years. I miss the days though, guys, when I could trust my chat. Could ask a question and the response I got would be sincere. I watched a video by Alpha Gaming, Harris Heller talking about comparing Twitch and YouTube in live streaming. And one of the pros that he put for Twitch was the community. And I was just like, is there really much of a Twitch community left? Certainly, Twitch seems better than YouTube in terms of its chat, because it, but that's probably because it just skews older, you know? And live stream viewers are more used to the live streaming dynamic or whatever, right? But the whole website culture, I don't think has existed for quite a while. There are the remnants of it, but I remember, like, years ago, maybe, like, you know, say four years ago or whatever, where, like, everything was so tight-knit and everyone basically knew each other and shit. Uh, like, if you look at the amount of people who stream on this platform, like, every year it, like, doubles or whatever. And when you have this kind of size, everyone can't know each other, right? Like, there used to be, like, a genre of music called Twitch music. With, like, a consistent set of emotes that were used, like, everywhere. With, like, a little bit of people's personal emotes for flair. But now there's just astronomical... Uh, just endless amounts of emotes and uh, so many content creators that you can't really have that tight-knit community used to exist before. I'm not saying Twitch was better back then. I've never put a huge stock in that community feel anyway. But just, you know... Reflecting on how my chat has changed over the years has certainly made me uh, reflect on the whole platform as a whole, you know. Back in my day, things were better. The influx of people from YouTube is more and more streamers upload highlights. True, true. Not just the influx of, of, of viewers from Twitch streamers uploading stuff to YouTube, but um, YouTubers coming over to Twitch. Like a lot of Twitch streamers have uh, trouble moving any of their audience from Twitch to YouTube. I've said before, like you, uh, you know, you go to Lyrics or Summits or whatever, they're YouTubes and there's just nothing there. I mean, well, I'm sure there's something there now, but for a long time, like, I was getting more views than Summit. And Summit's sitting there, you know, 40, 50k viewers on Twitch. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think it's the big Twitch juggernauts that are just the cause of uh, YouTube, more YouTube viewers coming over to, uh, to Twitch. It's people who are getting big on YouTube, bringing YouTube viewers over to Twitch, like I did, you know? And, uh, I'd say Ninja did that as well, of course. You watched, uh, me for years on YouTube before here? It is a minority of people who have ever seen me on YouTube who watch me on Twitch. I kind of want to go back and watch some of the older Twitch stuff that I watched back in the early days of Twitch. I've, I've never felt... It is extraordinarily rare for me to feel nostalgia, but I just had a huge wash of nostalgia for that time. I didn't even think that time was that great. It, maybe it's because of Wreckful and stuff, but uh, 
That was the depressing feeling that just washed over me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push that down and not think about that again. <laughs> oh. The emotional damage from my Minecraft speedrun. Apparently, Martin has finished editing the uh, Minecraft video. I'm so happy I don't have to edit that. Because I was so angry. I hope Martin cut out at least some of my anger. Like, I, I wouldn't want to have to relive all those failures. That video is going to be so funny. Yeah, that's what he tells me. What will I call it? Um, the ultimate suffering. Completing a two-minute speedrun in 11 hours. <laughs> Why was I angry? I hate that fucking dragon. The hitbox for the head of the dragon is amazingly disjointed. As in, it's like nowhere near its head. That was the largest grind you've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen someone so angry but so driven to finish. I, I would have been there forever. Like, I would have competed with uh, Ludwig Subathon or whatever. I, I would have been there for days and days and days until I completed it. The incompatibility of my life with dating. So I'm still intermittently doing this dating app thing. And I was talking to this chick. I didn't respond to her. She sent me a message, but I was busy and I... I, I just put it out of my mind and I didn't respond to it for two days and now she's unmatched with me so now I can't read the message and I will fin fin I'll never know now what she said and that kind of bothers me maybe she said something personal or something and that I didn't respond maybe she thinks I was judging or some shit now I'm, I'm gonna think about that fucking forever that sucks I've now had multiple people message me and be like is it bad that I had no idea what twitch was it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, absolutely, you know. They passed the law recently that if you don't watch Twitch streams, you're gonna go to jail. I'm surprised you admit to illegal activity to me. <laughs> Most people still don't know Twitch. Still a niche site relative to the other social medias, you know. Didn't get much sleep last night for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons was I talked to this chick on this dating app, and I'm a little bit smitten, chat. So I kept thinking about the conversation, even after I ended it. It kept me up a little bit. Hope it works out. Probably won't, but you know, you're gonna tell her you're insane? I'm gonna keep that a secret for a little bit. <laughs> How would you explain the dense video to a date? Ah, yes. It is unfortunate that while I do like my content and I, I, I quite find it funny, I can't be like, hey, yo, check out my content. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think, like, just a random person Picking a video at random is necessarily going to have a good impression of me, you know? She asked me, like, oh, so, like, I don't watch Twitch or whatever, like, I don't even have a frame of reference, but, like, so how, how successful are you at it? And I'm like, I know how to explain that bit. You know PewDiePie? Like, because you see, like, he's mainstream, very successful YouTuber. She's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm not as successful as him. <laughs> you know? You probably know a person who knows a person who knows a person that thinks I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like half myself right now, chat. The last couple of days, I've been waking up like at specific times using an alarm to do this sponsored content and stuff. I'm not used to waking up to an alarm, chat. I'm also a bit nervous because uh, I uh, might be, probably will be going out on a date at some point in the future. I gotta set a date for it. A date for the date. I gotta buy clothes, chat. I can't show up in a black tank top and I've lost 10 kilos over the past month or whatever, so I don't really have anything that super fits me well. I'm sure it will go terribly, but we'll see. The more 
Uh, I do this online dating thing though. I realize how incompatible my life is with other people. You know, my sleeping pattern just constantly moving around randomly, <laughs> waking up at like AMs, then midday, then at night, and all that jazz. Spending so much time doing work and whatnot. Could I ever get used to going to bed at the same time and uh, stopping working on something to go to bed and uh, using an alarm to wake up? Why I gained so many followers on July 2017. Why did I gain so many followers in July 2017? So there was this thing that Twitch was trialing where when you made a new account, it would recommend you some streams that you can follow. The only streams initially that were recommended are those who are live, and I think at the very beginning, partners. And it wasn't obvious that you could just skip through without following anyone. So people would just like mash follow on everyone who got recommended to them to get their account complete. And during this time, I was doing 100% speedruns. And I was even doing reruns of my 100% speedruns. So for the, as far as the system was concerned, I was live basically 24 hours a day. And so anyone making their account had a significant possibility of being recommended to follow me and would just spam follow and potentially never come to my stream. Some of them did, of course. It did help me. But for a while there, it caused me to have an inflated follow account compared to my um, actual viewer numbers. The Reddit recap good stuff threshold. The Reddit recap video uh, turned out pretty good too. I did cut some things from it though. It's one of those things where, like, when the subreddit was new, getting a thousand upvotes was hard. And so anything that got over a thousand upvotes, well, pretty much had to be good. Now that I've kind of kept the same standard as a th of a thousand, and it's easier to get to a thousand, the closer I get to a thousand, the more likely there's just going to be a weaker stuff that needs to be cut, you know? I should do top 50? Yeah, that's a good point. Doing it not based on upvotes, but the uh, the actual position in the upvotes. Yeah, that's a good idea. And we'll see, like, on average, how long it takes me to get. I think it's, I, I want like an hour and a half, two hours of content, something like that. So we'll go top 50, uh, not enough, we'll go top 75, and yeah, that's a good idea. No one wrote that? No, someone did. Someone someone wrote top 50. Maybe I misread what they wrote, but they did. They, there was top 50. What do you think? If, if I had that idea, I would have just taken credit for the idea. It was a good idea. What do you think I'm giving credit for my ideas to Twitch chat? I've had too many good ideas lately. It makes me uh, not relatable for my audience, so uh, I better pretend that this good idea is coming from them to make themselves feel special. <laughs> you know? Aftermath of Rick Roll claim on my singing video. It's been a long time coming, but I'm finally doing it. I'm muting, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down in my singing video. It's gone, chat. They claim the video just because I was speaking the lyrics. They believe, oh man, he said the lines from the song, man. We deserve all that fucking money for 25 minute video there. Disputed my claim. Looked at it and went, you don't, you don't believe we deserve all your money because you said some words. We own those words, motherfucker, for the rest of time. Give money. So now it's muted. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel, it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.